0: Welcome to In It 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 Together, Together. I'm Jay,
1: and I'm Courtney, and this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Hello again.
1: Welcome back.
0: You seem super excited today
1: am. I'm really excited for today's episode. Yeah,
0: you can barely contain yourself. I could see that. We have reason to be very excited today.
1: We do. We're we're actually going to be talking to two amazing individuals, and I cannot wait for you guys to be able to hear this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They wrote a book called Rewrite, a trauma workbook of creative writing and recovery in our new normal. And we're super excited to have them on. I'm going to mess up their name, so I'll let you introduce who they are.
1: So husband and wife team, which I totally love. Diugu Balan, she is a psychotherapist and actually specializes in intergenerational trauma, which is fantastic. And then Yanir, he's a board certified psychiatrist and he also is the vice president of behavioral health and medical specialty at a major healthcare organization. And together they wrote this book and it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a great tool for our listeners. We'll talk about a little bit about their book and what it, it's it's about before we have them on. Um, I think it's important for us to kind of touch on touch base on that a little bit. Like I said, we we were able to read the book and uh, really enjoyed it, and really think it it, it really r- will resonate with our listeners.
1: Yeah, rewrite. It, it focuses on the healing journey of trauma survivors, and they use these methodologies that that you can access at any point no matter where you are in your healing journey and they have long-lasting effects right so they teach you there's a special breathing technique that they're going to talk about that they did the importance of writing things down and they go through so many different topics so no matter where you are whether it's you know something traumatic in the home from domestic violence to having to move different countries and cultural shocks from war and then just the stresses of everyday life the book completely encompasses all of those topics while also giving you practical tools that anybody can use at any point when they're struggling that can help them regain back their autonomy and their healing.
0: It's a great tool. Like I said, it's a workbook format that you can use at any point. And it's a lot of uh, what we we, we kind of preach here on on In It Together is being able to journal and write things down. But they have a particular method that's very, very um, helpful and insightful, I believe, and um, oh, well, I'll let them kind of talk a little bit about that. We're super excited to have them on, be part of the podcast. Again, just bring value to our faithful listeners. So we're excited. We're going to bring them on now. And uh, unless you have anything else you want to No, I don't. I say, let's
1: get them on. Let's have this conversation.
0: All right, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll pause for a second. I'll get them on the line. And then we'll have a quick conversation about their book and a little bit about them. All right, so we're here with Dunugu and Yanir Ballin, correct? Yes. Talking about correct. their 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 book, uh, Rewrite: A Trauma Workbook. So I'm going to give you guys the stage to kind of let us know what this is about and why you wrote the book.
2: Um, so we uh, started uh, with the book. Uh, the idea started initially when during the pandemic, when the need of mental health services was just so high, and I. So I started seeing this in my own private practice with a lot of my clients asking for more sessions so to extend the therapeutic process beyond the 50 minutes I started incorporating a lot of writing exercises and over time it just became and also some mindfulness strategies and over time it became a book and Yenna and I we um, our families are in Turkey so it was It was a difficult time for us as well. And in some ways, this was how we coped. So it just gave us an opportunity to be creative, to do something together, to have a project. And it just was the way that we connected to one another and felt like we were just, you know, gave meaning to our lives, basically, during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, that's something we can relate to because we kind of started... This, the podcast and our healing community around the same time due to the same reasons, right? We felt really disconnected at that time and we are working on gaining those connections back.
3: So and, t- and the way that the way that the two, two of you talk with one another, especially, especially during the pandemic about your families, about your relationships. I mean, there's so many similarities that I was pleasantly surprised to hear about your families. I mean, Doug and I have been together for, what it's uh, 24 years now, and and we have you know 10 years of you know our son is now 11, and so there's 10 years of our marriage without the kid. and now we've got you know and so dividing that, but then also the the sort of the big milestones specifically being the pandemic in terms of our careers, our relationships, how we looked at ourselves as individuals within our our, our jobs, but also within our family as moms and dads. And- in our community. And so this was a big, uh, a big project for us. And we're very grateful to to be able to be meeting the two of you and and talking today.
1: Well, we are also as equally honored. That's fantastic. And like Jay was saying, we started it because we felt alone and we needed a place to pull everybody together because interconnectedness is where we all heal, right? We all understand that once we can share something, it really kind of elevates our stories and we don't feel so alone. We're like alone together.
0: Yes, definitely. And we the to come to that understanding that we're all human beings, and we share a lot of these same similar struggles and um, you know troubles in our life. And it was it was just a big eye opening. This whole process for us in particular has been very eye opening to be able to share with our listeners and, and and through our healing community, like our struggles and our healing journey. And it's been a, a again just starting a community around that and understanding that everyone has these same struggles. So, tell us a little bit more about how what you guys do and who you guys are. <laughs>
2: um, so, I'm a psychotherapist and I um, specialize in trauma, intergenerational trauma. And Yana and I actually met in middle school and we went through high school together and we've been uh, together since um, graduating from college and we we moved here from Istanbul. I, mean, I moved first and then I kind of followed him. And so we had, we in some ways, we had our own uh, challenges in adapting and how our relationship evolved from being in Turkey to being here, from being married without a kid to being married with a kid and how we changed during our careers. So it was always very important for us to have open mind and have these conversations that are not necessarily easy conversations. They're conversations that are uncomfortable, but in in my philosophy, uh, there's no growth without discomfort, and I say this all the time working with my clients as well. So um, We just evolved around our environment and evolved around things that shifted around us, and I think that's what are the
3: strengths of our relationship? You know, and, and, and as a I'm currently a, a, in, in a major healthcare organization. I'm the vice president and I've got behavioral health and medical specialties in my, in my purview. But early on in my career and my training, it was, uh, I, I studied as an emergency room psychiatrist. So I'm a doctor, I'm a clinician, and seeing patients specifically in, in New York and the Bronx for many, many, many years. Liga and I are both community. Providers and seeing folks at their most extreme, at their most uh, times of needs, and being able to work in in homes with substance use, specifically with uh, violence and and the concerns within not only the communities but the individuals. Uh, we worked in New York for many many years, and now we're uh, currently in California in the Bay Area. And the the sort of the, the desire and our passion for helping folks never really sort of started off from the concept of trauma and intergenerational trauma and working together was something that drew us to humanity because of what we saw growing up in, in Turkey as Duga mentioned, but then also in America and seeing the different needs and, and our ability because of uh, the, our training and education, but also our desire to connect with folks. And so that's where we started. And, and now, you know, uh, this is our second book that we've uh, put together and, and in terms of rewrite and really looking at how can we uh, change, evolve and and make sure that the, Future generation, our kids and uh, their their colleagues, have the ability to understand what's going on right now and talk about so many of the topics that, that the two of you talk about in your podcast, shame, guilt, loss, and and recovery, and being able to healthily move forward. And so this is a little bit about about who we are.
0: Now, culturally, I'm I'm assuming that was a a you know coming from Turkey. I can only relate that to again having. You know, culturally, being from a different place than here, talk a little bit about like this that that change in environment and that change and having to adapt. Did that? You know, it, you, I'm assuming you guys had a, a much bigger open mind to to be able to adapt in in, in here in the United States.
2: Um, yes. Uh, so for for it's it was a, in some ways a unique story because in in both of our childhoods we moves back and forth a lot so you know I was born in New York City and then he moved to Turkey and then he moved back and for me the same I was born in Germany and then I moved to Istanbul and then I moved here and then I moved back to Istanbul so it was this ongoing thing of kind of clicking on and clicking off and constantly uh, assessing the culture around us uh, and adjusting ourselves and and our identity and for me, what was interesting in these moves was always the similarities of uh, people and the, the similarities of of the like the emotions and the emotional reactions, and rather than the differences. And even when I first moved here, I actually didn't speak any English when I was uh, ten, and it was from just from the emotional cues and reading face expressions and being in tune with. Um, you know, people and the way that they react to one another, their tones of voices and their expression in their eyes, just helped me uh, understand my environment and myself. So, I think that was just uh, probably one of the key factors of why I do what I do. This having to kind of move uh, and be in different places, um, I think, is a big foundation in in who I am.
3: The the aspect of figuring out how people want to interact with one another and their values, right? So there's a huge component, not only of the language, of culture, certainly the religious aspects of how that influences the culture, but also how people interact with one another. And so throughout our stages, either, you know, in in Turkey or uh, living in New York or California now, the, the, the ability to then say, which of these elements that we're seeing can we adopt to ourselves, and which of these do so we recognize and acknowledge and realize their value? But so, you know, this isn't for us. And so that was one of the more interesting things. And, and similarly, you know, when I, I was 12 and when I, my family moved to Turkey, and I didn't know Turkish no, essentially at all. And we ended up going, I ended up going <laughs> to a Turkish uh, school, which is where, you know, I met in middle school and, and having to learn the language there. This was in the 90s, right? So we're at 45 minutes no, a while back, and and in the '90s, where being used to Saturday morning cartoons in America, and then going to Turkey, where not the case, people speak different languages. But being able to then embrace it and see the values of it from a higher level—only now we can talk about that. At that time, it was very very uh, traumatic. It was very different. It was very difficult. And and being able to then say how and why is this happening, and essentially grieving the loss of. Our past lives, and so uh, this romantic notion of taking on the beautiful things of the cultures that we're in—it's sort of this assembly and the story now that we're re- rewriting, if you will—and putting together in terms of our strengths. But there was a you know long periods of our of our lives where this was a huge struggle.
1: And that's just inspiring, honestly. And you know, having <clears throat> excuse me, been in the field myself for many years and a trauma survivor as well, rewrite is is power back into your hands to. Take your healing to the next level like you can do it. And I think that that's what was amazing about this book is that it teaches you that there are methods, there are techniques, there are things that you can do. You're not powerless. You know, you can rewrite your past in some ways. And I, you know, one of the the questions that I had for you is, is, as I was reading the book, um, how can someone use this for themselves? Like what action can they take and how can they apply this to their, to their everyday healing? Cause I, I, I found it extremely helpful in that sense.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, but for one, one of the most important philosophies, I think uh, that we have and that we, that comes across in this book is that our trauma is not who we are. It's not our identity. So we can actually rewrite our stories and change the narrative that were passed down to us or that the traumatic incidents led to in terms of the defense mechanisms and the coping strategies that we adopted. And the way that I view these mechanisms is just a way that we survived. So I think it's important to understand that and to celebrate that. It's important to celebrate our diversions of ourselves that need to adapt to the to difficult circumstances and came up with these um, ways, whether it's, you know, the fight response and being aggressive and making themselves big in certain situations, or whether it's shame and submitting. All of these are just ways that humans... Survive, and I think once we conceptualize it in that way, in in the way that these are things that we lived with, this is how we've stayed alive. Then I think there's much more compassion to these um, behaviors and reactions. And so the the most important piece is just to put light into that, shed light into these um, into these past stories. Uh, and the way that this book is shaped is actually um, there's a lot of writing prompts, but in, in, for me, the writing prompts are just tools. So if there's a diversion and, and the story goes somewhere else and the writing goes somewhere else, I think that is um, just to honor that is important. And I, we also wanted to incorporate a lot of breathing techniques and, and um, ways to regulate one's nervous system. Because when we are in a heightened mode, of course, then the rational and the thinking brain uh, kicks in uh, a little too much, which is not what we want. What we're interested in, we want the emotional brain and the emotional elements of the of the stories to come up. So that's why we also um, have a lot of the kind of techniques that help um, clients on an individual level able to regulate themselves. So this book can be used. in in collaboration with therapy or with somebody else in a relationship, for instance, Uh, I give this uh, to my couples a lot too, and they use it and it um, helps them to kind of understand each other's stories, but also on just the individual level. And there's no order to it. It's just um, something that you can scan through or whatever feels interesting. So that was our hope at least to kind of
3: make it very accessible and easy to use. Another thing that, that we have in this book is the ability to foster dialogue within a family as well. So one of the things that we have is this concept of looking at family values and reflecting on the family system and saying, what are our current values? And this was really, you know, came out, was born throughout the pandemic and what our concerns were. And while well, people were locking down and schools were closed, and people working remotely, if they were able to, et cetera, and, and the constant fear that was happening and being able to understand the desire to make uh, rash decisions during a time of fear, time of trauma, and being able to then say, what do we need to do to take a step back, to be able to then reflect on our values. And so we have some exercises like the family crest exercise, which is certainly embedded throughout this is the balance. 3 to one method that we put together that really looks at things like... Uh, you know, the body setting the stage, setting the breath, and we have breathing exercises and ways to compose yourself as you're going through those prompts that Luda mentioned. But, you know, more importantly throughout this is, you know, I'm a psychiatrist as a, as a doctor that uh, takes care of folks and and in the past uh, write medications and prescriptions and work with families uh, and Luger as a psychotherapist, being able to not only destigmatize it, I think there's there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of successful, uh, you know, podcasts and yours being you know, one of one of the better ones. Very honestly, to be able to destigmatize it in a way that's jargon-free, that's accessible. So that was one component that we wanted to have, but also making sure so that it's familiar, and as Doug mentioned, you don't need to sit down and read the book from front cover to, you know, cover to cover. You can pick it up from different areas and say, hey, listen, I want to work on something like a earthquake or a pandemic-related or war, right, the war that's, you know, occurring throughout the world, the different issues and, and traumas, to be able to then say, I want to work on this issue versus, you know what, I want to work on a cultural issue and, and work on something in relating to my spouse or my loved one or family member, but also there's parts of the book that we have in terms of the corporate culture. Right, and the return on investment, if you will, of why invest in trauma informed care? Why invest in trauma informed policy in a workplace? Right, so I work in a corporate highly corporate environment and what what is the meaning of that because just because I wear a necktie and a suit that work you know we're still for people and the people that I interact with just because they have some executive title they're also still people and families etc and so how do you then interact from that level but how do you empower people from the educational level to say, this is very important. I mean, you will see a significant return on investment if you want to just talk very dryly from a you know, numbers and, and finance perspective to say this is also important. And throughout the book, I mean, there's very few things that are, are you know, inaccessible. Everything is written in the tone, just the way that we're talking. And again, for, for, you know, Jay, according to your guys' success, the way that you have this familiarity in talking with your audience talking with one another. I just love it. I mean Doug and we were just talking about this for the last you know several days and weeks. This is so awesome. These guys are so cool and, and you know, I, hope, I hope to meet you guys one day no, right? the, the way you talk about it so comfortably. And this is sort of how our, our life is as well with good and and certainly obviously not without you know struggle and, and issues, but to be able to put that and have that as an artifact, like a book that you can just like hold in your hands and just say, hey, check this out. And and so that's sort of one of the, the fun reasons why we, we put this together.
0: Well, that's great. I, we're really honored that you guys are a listener, and and we do share a lot of the same similarities or beliefs. Um, and I, I think Rewrite is a great tool for uh, for all of our listeners to to use and to help them through their journey. And uh, one of the, the one of the techniques that I that we found here is the Belong breathing technique. Of course, I, I I'd love to hear from you guys a little bit about that particular technique and how that differs from a lot of, like, some of the techniques that we've, um, you know, talked about in our podcast? So
3: the the, the components of the balance, so we have this three-to-one method that we put together. And so the three being, and we wanted to make it easy and sort of going downwards in numbers so that you go inwards to yourself. And so the three being the body, the setting, and the breath. And so the body being how are you going to be understanding yourself in the setting that you're in if you're sitting in a chair with your feet on the ground or cross, however you are, and then in terms of the setting itself, really making it so that you've got something additional. actually taught me that uh, you know, being able to have these uh, comforts. And, and so not just a regular glass of water, but adding a little piece of lemon in it. And for me, I'm just like, oh, whatever, that's easy. But, but it's like, yeah, it makes, right? it makes a difference. It's like, no, you know, and instead of just taking a regular shower because you know, you're, you're going to rush to work, instead of being able to say, okay, I'm going to be mindful about this. It doesn't mean spending 500 hours taking a shower. It's just I'm going to be mindful about this. this. Is time for me. Right, and, and in terms of the setting itself, making it so it's relatively free of distractions, so you can practice. And this doesn't have to be, like I said, too too long, I think a couple minutes or 10 minutes. And then lastly, the breath component within the, uh, right, as you're getting ready for putting together these prompts. And, and Diego was talking about that in terms of the fight or flight response and, and and the contrast being that comforting piece of being able to setting that age for Having those breathing. So there's uh, six or seven different breathing techniques that we talk about that are fairly straightforward and easy to use. But it's one of those things where you have to do it and practice this in a time where you're feeling comfortable so that it becomes real. So that when there is a time of panic and anxiety, and I've certainly suffered with anxiety throughout my life, uh, in trying to figure out sort of this panic, what do I need to do? Do I need to, and at least, especially in a meeting or, you know being interviewed by amazing people like yourself. Like, what do I do with my own, <laughs> you know, right now? and said, okay, listen, you guys know, can put myself on mute. And I was like, I a deep breath." And so there's different methods that we've put in there so you can play around with them, you know, deep breathing versus the different sort of box breathing exercises. But then the other piece is then, once you have that, and that can take, you know, a couple minutes to get you into that mindset, then it goes into the two, right? So three, two, one of the method that we put together where it's the writing prompts themselves where you start to put in two thoughts or two, intentions really going into uh, that uh, uh, process and then the, the one being the last or final wrapping it up in terms of a wish or a gratitude statement. Uh, and so those, that, that's sort of how we, we put together the, the mess itself.
1: And and that's why I, that, that was the biggest thing that, that stood out for me. Like, you know, when I, when I work with my clients or just kind of going through my own process you know, everybody says, just breathe, just take deep breaths. But you brought that to a completely different level, which was more about being, you know, mindful in what you're doing, setting the stage to provide that extra level of comfort. And, you know, then putting it, you know, into writing, we know how I I think writing is so underrated, but journaling and having workbooks, like that's where it's all done. And so then you bring in that component while ending it on Some type of gratitude, and then you can take the emotions and the you know chemical reactions that you get from that nice moment of gratitude, and your body kind of holds on to that and makes a really good memory with what you just did. And so I thought that that was fantastic. And I also wanted to piggyback on that you said something about being trauma informed, and that's this big word that we're hearing all the time. And there's a lot of clinicians that aren't trauma informed, schools, doctors' offices, people who are interacting and and coming in contact with people who have significant trauma on a daily basis and have a basic, not even a basic understanding of it. And trauma-informed goes beyond that. And that's why I think, you know, especially with rewrite, you know, you should see this in master level programs or new clinicians should have this in their offices because it's a perfect tool for them to work on themselves, right? So they can be in the best mental space before dealing with a client. And then also having tangible things that you can do. And I think rewrites, you know, Serves that purpose, and it's it's an open and go. It's it's like when someone says, "Well, I didn't have a book on how to heal." It's like, "Well, there there it is," because you can open it up, and there's something in it for you wherever it is that you're in your life. So it's it's extremely practical, and it was it was great. So I'm thank you for taking the time to talk about the three, two, one because that's something that is doable no matter where you are in your healing journey, no matter how much meditative space you have in your brain, or no matter where you're functioning that day. There's something for everybody, and I think that's what brings everybody together is. You know that that method in of itself.
2: Thank you, thank you for saying that. And uh, it's it's just for us. What was important was just the understanding of whenever people interact, we always interact with everything that happened to us until that very moment. So uh, we interact with all of our stories and all of our defense mechanisms, and it's important not to be scared of these. Like it's they, they, these are part of our stories. And the more that we are able to bring awareness and approach these stories with curiosity rather than defense, the less they will have power over us, the less that they will lead or guide our lives so we could actually claim our lives and live it in the way that we desire once we open up and once we allow for vulnerability within ourselves but also in our relationships. So that was the hope of this book was to just uh, bring more awareness to how trauma impacts relationships and how trauma impacts not just relationships with others, but also relationships to ourselves and the relationship to the world. So that was um, the intention behind the book.
0: Yeah, and that closely aligns to um, why we created the podcast and, and, and why we do what we do right because we just like you said we we want to be able to transform our trauma should not define who we are we get to define who we are and we do that by reempowering ourselves and understanding that again um what we we what we survived in our past does not have to define us now and it's a beautiful way to think once you once you can get past that cuz we we're so we're in a society right now that trauma leads us so so much right it's that fear and that anxiety that kind of leads us but you know we we can find those ways those ways out using those tools and you know again I'm 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 honored to have you guys on and to know that you guys listen to our podcast and 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 connected with us in that way. We would love to have you guys back on at some point. Um, I think we, we could probably go on forever just talking and sharing ideas. And that's what it's about, right? It's about just being able to normalize this, right? Because everyone has gone through some traumatic event in their life, whether it was in their childhood or, or, or beyond. No one has had that perfect childhood that we can all say that, you know... Um, you know, there, there was no traumatic event that happened, so we've all gone through this to, in, in some extent, and we're all survivors, and we can all learn from each other.
2: Yes, and it's also really important to have these conversations. Um, you know, the conversations about domestic violence, about trauma, about abuse. These uh, nobody wants to talk about. These is kind of the uh, was the understanding of I think the past, but now this is shifting and it's important to talk about it because only when we talk about and when we explore these things together and the ideas of, of and uh, kind of think about tools and how to change, actual shift and change can happen. So thank you for creating a platform where important discussions can happen.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard any other podcast or uh, celebrity or, or focus talk about guilt and shame the way that the two of you Courtney and Jay talk about it. I'm being very honest. And so being able to, to, to do, and speaking back on what we was saying in terms of creating this platform for things that aren't, uh, you know, sexy or desirable or, or shiny things that really are the, the darker but uh, appropriately necessary sides of, of life because it is ubiquitous as you mentioned earlier, Jay, in terms of being able to think how common it is, right? It, it, it's something that really unites us, but it's also something that we want to stuff, you know, push away from so that I can wear my, you know, nice clothes and my necktie and look fancy and have a, you know, nice pressed suit. And so I only show up in a very sterile way at work versus the reality of the things that the two of you talk about. And and, uh, there's a couple episodes and, and, you know, one in particular, but, you know, really where you're talking about the guilt, where it is so difficult and it's so heavy and then how do you then have that but then also make oatmeal for your kid and then figure out you know your football structure of how do I do the car pulling and you're like wait what <laughs> you know and, and the fact that you guys have it you know that in it together thing is a playful sort of, of of the you know what happened during the pandemic and the in it together sort of pieces you know, There's so many connotations to that for me I mean I'm just talking personally of my interpretation of the way that you put together the name and the podcast is to be able to then take what do you actually, what does this even mean? Like, because even if you're, you know, having a marriage or piece of paper signed versus versus having a kid versus being in a, a friendship or relationship, co-parenting, et cetera, what does it mean with the good, the bad, and really everything else that comes with it? And it's almost like, I, especially now, you know, that we have kids and you guys have kids, you know, we have one kid, but you guys have kids, you know, being able to then say you're literally in it together forever. It doesn't matter if you're in Turkey or in America or wherever. It's mm-hmm. that anywhere that you are, you're in this for the rest of our time together, you know, and and so that's something that there's no end point to that. You know, it's not like, okay, now we're done and, you know, today's over, fifth grade is finished and now fifth grade begins. There's no demarcation in terms of our life periods there. And so this long-term commitment to be able to keep talking about this, and there are going to be ups and downs, and the downs also have to be celebrated to say, okay, I know that the previous time I was able to get through this with a loved one, with a friend, with a mentor, with a podcast, with a book, et cetera, to be able to then say, build on those past experiences say, I'm going to get through this as well. And and you guys are doing it through your Patreon stuff, through this podcast. And so thank you. I mean, I I would love to continue this conversation. Thank you so much, folks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You you, you said it perfectly. You know, it's a journey. It's not a destination. And, you know, and we're going to continue doing this and we'll continue living our lives. And that's what we want for all of our listeners and, and everyone that's in our communities to join, to get on this journey with us. Because, it, again, it, it, it's never ending. It will we'll always have peaks and valleys. Um, but you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the journey.
1: Yeah. You have to find how to live in between. And healing can't become your identity. You know, it becomes a part of you. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be your identity. You can find beauty even in the roughest of times. And like you were saying, when bad things happen, you can still sit there and appreciate whatever it is that you went through because you can look back and say, I remember when I was in this spot and I couldn't do this. Now I was able to figure out what my trigger was or whatever it is. There's always beauty in those things. And when you can find the time to just live, you can really start making your way into a new life that was meant for you. And the parts of you that like we talk about shame, The only way to heal is to radically love every part of yourself, even the parts of yourself that you're not so proud of because of things, maybe how you handled situations or things that you've done. But nevertheless, they're parts of you. And like you were saying, they were developed out of a place of survival. So celebrating their survivor in you really helps mitigate the feelings of shame because... Oftentimes you didn't act the way that you did to hurt another or to be seen as a way, but really just to get yourself through that situation. And so, like you said, focusing on that can really help. So I thought it's been a wonderful conversation. Truly love the book. Um, We'll definitely be recommending this, not only on the podcast, but in the healing community, because I do a book club. Every Friday night, where we talk about books and things like that, and we read them, um, and so this will be, uh, you know, recommended for them to give them some autonomy back, have them have a say in what their healing is going to look like, and then have something tangible to do. So, thank you for the time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears that you put into this book. To really, you know, there's no gatekeeping here. You got to, you gave everybody, here's what you can do. And that's what's missing in this therapeutic social realm that, that I'm on. And everybody wants to tell you what's wrong with you, but nobody wants to say how you can actually repair it. And I think that that's, you know, the door that we're trying to open here on In It Together and what exactly you guys are doing. So thank you for that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: You, so you guys are awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
1: thank uh- you.
0: Thank you, and um so we'll we'll wrap it up here with you guys. I don't want to take up too much of your time
1: because we could talk to you forever.
0: <laughs> i know we we definitely could, but we would love to have you back and if you write another book, we definitely would would um would you know jump at the opportunity to 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 uh, talk about it on our podcast again and again, you guys are uh, open invitation. welcome to come on at any at any point. Just reach out to us so um, we'll wrap it up here with you guys. uh thanks again for being part of the In It Together family and um, wish you the best.
1: Take care.
2: Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. Thank you.
0: So I think that was great. I think that was a great conversation. I honestly, I, I feel humbled by the fact that they were listeners of our, of our podcast yes. and we shared a lot of the same similar experiences and, and thought processes on, um, you know, what trauma healing is and what the, the journey to healing is. So I, I I honestly I came away with very like again very humbled that um you know these two very
1: pioneers in the field of of trauma healing you know are yeah, here yeah
0: exactly so it's so nice to hear that they're fans of ours um, when we're fans of theirs now
1: yeah absolutely and I think it's it's great like we've been talking about this for a long time we talk about all of these different theories and things that we've done to try to help ourselves heal then to hear another couple, you know, also both specializing in the field of trauma, have those same viewpoints and then be able to add to that. And it's just so refreshing. And it it felt validating, you know, it's validating to hear like, okay, like, we really are all in it together. There's not one person that's outside of what anybody else is going through. Our experiences are different. Our traumas are are different. The way in which we've dealt with them may be different. But at the end of the day, we all have something to work on. And that interconnectedness is what brings us together. So I think it's it fantastic for all of our listeners and that, that you know, really look f- forward to the episodes coming out. I think that this is going to be one that's going to help really just hone in on those things that they've been working on, give them that external, re- little external reassurance that there, there, there is healing is for everybody. Everybody can heal and i think that this book gives that opportunity for them to just take it literally take it into their own hands and take it one step at a time
0: and that's why we do this really we you know to normalize these conversations because we all have these shared experiences but a lot of the times um, like we talk well, like we were talking to Yanir, right the the, the shame and the the, the guilt we want to put on the the facade of we're all well and everything's good but that doesn't service no
1: it doesn't an injustice to what you've been through
0: absolutely you, you need to share your story you need to share you know your feelings that's what we're all about here and in it together and that's what we want everyone to to understand that you, you when you're not alone you know we're in a collective and this you know we have a community we we talk a lot about our healing community and um you know we you know we have we just had our uh, our zoom not so long ago where we shared a lot of these struggles with loss and with you know feelings of inadequacy or, or or you know things that that really we all struggle with but we don't hear enough about and we don't normalize it enough
1: because there's a stigma around it there's a stigma around mental health and healing when mental health and physical health are the same our brain needs and our body needs to be taken care of and i think the more we have these conversations you know we give permission we open up the door for people to say geez i can uh, yeah my this part of my life's been good and i but over here, this this still hurts me. And I, and I kind of want to talk about it. And oftentimes, like he was saying, you know, you put your suit on and you walk through the day and this and this and that and that. But at the end of the day, if you're hurting, you're not being able to walk in your true, uh, you know, your authentic footsteps. And what's interesting, and, and I think that this is, you know, something to to talk about is that you know, in the healing community, I do the book clubs on Friday nights, we're always talking about books, I'm going to be presenting this book. So if you're not part of the healing community, and you want to learn more about this book and this workbook and how those exercises go, I'm going to be discussing it and and, and opening it up. So by all means, you haven't missed you haven't missed anything. There's a link that's going to be right in the bio. And then this way, you're going to be able to kind of really see things for what it is. And then if you want to take it a next step and get that workbook for yourself, you're already there.
0: So again, the book is Rewrite, A Trauma Workbook of Creative Writing and Recovery in Our New Normal, written by uh, DiYugu and Yanair Balan. We'll link a description in the episode, so you can definitely pick up that book if you're interested. Courtney's definitely gonna be covering it in the book club at some point, so if you're not part of the healing community, now is a great time to join. Um, Be part of the book club, where she kind of breaks it down and you guys read it together. So again, it's a great so again, I think it's a great tool to add to your toolbox uh, to help you along your healing journey. So we definitely think we should you should pick that up.
1: Yep, absolutely. Oftentimes, we start to hear everything that's wrong with us. This book is going to help teach you to find everything that can be right within. So it's definitely a perfect tool to add for that you can have for a rainy day or a sunny day. And that's going to help you through whatever it is that you're going through.
0: So I think we're just going to wrap it up here. I hope you guys got a lot of good information and definitely pick up the book if you're interested. We'll have a link in the bio and always remember it's never too late to start a new journey.
1: So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com.
0: We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.